1: Good afternoon, this is Front Row on The Bigger Picture. I'm Juliet Jacobs. Mixtape for Maz is described as a memory play and tells the story of Maz and Eddie, teenage siblings who have returned to rural North Malaysia in the late 90s after years of growing up abroad. So not only do they face the stresses of secondary school life, they must also navigate the contradictions between their Western influences and the conservative society that is currently engulfing them. So as their identities are challenged and redefined, will they learn to reconcile the shattered fragments of themselves or will they succumb to the temptations of conformity so this is the description of the play and i'm going to find out more about it from Tung Jig yan he is the director of the play and farah rani who is an actor and also the producer of the show from perempuan productions welcome both of you how are you today
0: hi thanks for having us thank you for having
1: us absolute pleasure thank you so much for joining me today so uh farah nice to have you back on the show you know we just caught up not too long ago uh, about come home and eat i hope everything went well with the production yeah, it was a it was a successful run, I think. Thank you, thank you for covering that. Mm-hmm. Thank you for uh, talking to us about this play. Yeah, no, it's my absolute pleasure. And, and you know, I think this is the first time I'm speaking to you on the show. Uh, but of course, you know, recently I caught up with uh, Leopold Poitin. Uh She had a lot to say about you. <laughs> yeah. and yes, and she did call you as she was very worried about describing you as a Shakespeare. What was what she used? fanatic, I believe, and she was. Oh like, yes, oh. A huge fanatic. Yeah. <laughs> okay, all right. So so talk to me a little bit about so you know as in in the introduction, I I. Said that this is described as a memory play, right? And that's really quite fascinating. Um, and we've seen some examples before. I suppose some of the more uh, recognizable ones for folks would be uh, maybe Glass Menagerie or perhaps uh, To Kill a Mocking. But um, maybe for our listeners, maybe you can help explain what a memory play is. Uh, how does it actually? Yeah. How does it actually play out? Uh, either of you?
2: So when I was part of kind of developing this play with mm-hmm. uh, Adi vijaya Iskanda with Skin, the playwright. Over like a year plus process to develop this piece, so uh, I think for Skin and for us, Memory Play is that it comes from perhaps a a very close place from the playwright, Mm -hmm. almost biographical look. But also, not just that, right? But um, and Skin is also a researcher, and you know, um, so there are a lot of research that goes back into. So it's also an act, I think, a memory play is an act of remembering from the playwright themselves, right? So not only are they trying to reconstruct exactly what memory was, but really tap back into some part of memory, some part of their history themselves in in the writing of it. So I think that's what the memory play is not to say to accurately portray everything and every moment and, you know, it's historically accurate. I don't think historical accuracy is uh, is involved in a memory play, but I think um, capturing a, a time, um, and an attempt or an act to um, excavate, explore once again, you know, what, where we came from,
1: mm-hmm. I think
2: that's a memory play for us and for skin maybe.
1: Okay. And how about for you, Farah? I mean, any, because um, I guess, you know, a lot of memory plays take a lot of poetic license perhaps, right? Or or they omit some details, some are perhaps maybe more exaggerated. Uh, I guess, you know, just to add to the emotional value, right? Of of whatever it is, that memory that we're touching. What I mean, yeah, any any memory plays that you particularly like? I love this one. <laughs> <laughs> of course. I love this
0: because it's, um, it's set in the 1990s. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that was a time that I grew up in, uh, and um, fight, who's playing Eddie, uh, and I, we are the same age and we come from similar backgrounds. And so kind of going into Skin's memory is kind of like us kind of remembering our memories of the time. And it was such a specific time, the 90s. Internet was new. Um we just started listening to uh, like alternative rock and uh, it was, yeah, it was a special like opening of the eyes, I think. and and so yeah, that that's kind of a part of why I love this play so much because it's so nostalgic and close. Also, um, it's important to note maybe that uh, we are playing 16 and 14. Mm-hmm. We are clearly not 16 and 40, <laughs> but we are remembering that time in these in these bodies, in these older bodies.
1: Okay. All right. So um, let's talk, a, can you talk to me a little bit about the playwright? So, um, you know, uh, he's done a lot of work before, of course, you know, he's uh, no stranger to the Malaysian uh, local art scene. But talk to, maybe you can tell our listeners a little bit about him and some of his previous works and maybe what perhaps uh, influenced the writing of this piece.
2: Yeah, I think I can speak to maybe this piece and maybe Farah can speak about uh, Skin's kind of work previously because sure. I think uh, Farah and Skin go a bit further back, actually. Okay. Um, so uh, this piece, uh, the Mixtape for Mars, grew out of uh, the new play project, which was something I facilitated while I was at um, KLPAC, so a few years ago now. Um, So yeah, we got together playwrights um, after some submissions to get them to develop into full-length plays. Um, So each playwright went on their own journey. We introduced them to master playwrights to write this piece. So yeah, um, this piece, Mixed It From Us, has gone through a lot of iterations. It has been workshopped quite a few times, uh, experimented with, and now further with our production, you know, brought to brought to life again. We had stage readings of it once as well. Um, so each playwright had, I guess, their own uh, part of the project, the new player project was to to encourage and to ensure that the playwrights, um, their voices got to come through, I guess. So, and for Skin, I think, uh, yeah, he went through, if I l- remember earlier, earlier drafts of this piece, you know, it went all over different, different places into quite, um, Yeah, wild things, wild areas where, you know, this piece doesn't touch on. I remember even once a huge projector screen was even mentioned, right? But now we've come back to the 90s. We've come back to, you know, bring it back to uh, um, real relationships. So I think that's what, I think that's the process of it. Uh, What inspired specifically, I think... um, yeah, I think it's his memory, right? I think he also wanted to highlight the the women around in his life, the girls that he grew up with around in his life, mm-hmm. the girls that maybe did not get voices who were not protagonists, um, you know? So I think that's definitely, especially, uh, was an inspiration point. A lot of these contemporary themes, are, um, yeah, being a woman, um, religious, Kind of um, themes, uh, conservatism versus liberalism. Um, very contemporary themes, but in this kind of um, past, right, and mm. through this lens of looking back.
1: Mm-hmm. And so, would I? So, you've already, you know, said that um, uh, his own experiences served as inspiration for the play, right? Um what about the portrayal of the characters? So there's uh, Maz uh, and there's Eddie, right? So would I be wrong in or would I be right in saying that uh, his sort of experiences come through Eddie's, exper- uh, Eddie's character or yeah, how does it I don't know. I don't think
2: there's a one-to-one binary okay. correlation. Sure, I sure. Yeah, I don't know about that. Um, yeah, very much like The Glass Menagerie, right? It's very much like, ooh, brother, actual playwright, Where who are we yeah. listening to now actually? Yeah. Um, so I think there's definitely that game that is played looking back yeah i don't know being almost uh, uh, a objective observer once again in your own memory trying to be as you know an objective observer to your own past, perhaps
1: okay all right and again you know for you as the director right how has this or how have you taken his input uh and and sort of manifested that into the play how did how has that worked out between you know the the relationship between the playwright and the director is what i'm trying to get at
2: um, yeah, one lovely question. Uh, what's my conversation with the play? Um, I'm trying to draw on... I think my job, I guess, as the director is to try and bring to life everything I see on that page, right? All of the moments, the way he writes the text. Um, for example, there he doesn't write in... Um, I don't know, I, I can't even say usual dialogue, but it's, it's almost like in verse in some parts, right? Being a Shakespeare fanatic, right? So it's almost, yeah, there are some moments of verse for sure. Lines that break up, um, thoughts that end mid-line mid and then so you have to go to the next line, right? A lot of repetition, words that just jumble up together. So to really try and bring to life all these things that he's suggesting in the text, right? Every sound cue, every light cue. Um, and then also the whole idea of it, right? Like looking back us as adults playing kids, uh, wandering back. I am, you know, I am this person. I will be playing 16, you know? Um, you know, I am far. I'll be playing 16. I am five. I'll be playing 14. It's yeah. Um, yeah. So this kind of act of looking back is also involved in the dramaturgy, you know? So actors will be, um, yeah, playing, uh, yeah, playing, playing themselves in the past, I guess a lot, a lot more playing, a lot of, um, Imagining a lot of, uh, yeah, looking back. I think. Mm-hmm.
0: Okay. Yeah. I think if I could also add, Juliet, yeah. uh, the great thing about Skin Script is that it's so specific. It's really written like a like a what do you call that? A music
1: score.
0: Mm. <laughs> He's very specific with his stage directions. I say something, Mars nods. Mars looks at Eddie, smiles. You know, there are really specific things. Action things that that are done not just yet. Yeah, so the, those great um, line breaks those great verse things they inform so much about uh, relationships and the character
1: yeah mm-hmm. and for my next question was to you of course you know how have you been preparing <laughs> to play a younger version I don't know not maybe not of yourself but you know of um, memories right that you can relate to how has that been for you how have you taken his script uh, yeah and and brought that from page to stage
0: yeah his script is really it really tells me a lot. Um, yeah, I when answering in answering that question, I think yeah, in the script, in the make believe world that that Jit and um, and the cast have made together. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I think it's it's in the playing and the solving problems each scene. Uh, yeah.
1: Okay, all right. So, you know, in the introduction, I sort of like, I I described what uh, the play is about, but, you know, maybe you wanted to uh, share with our listeners what the story, how the story goes. I I know without revealing too much, but, you know, who are the other characters that we're going to meet? Yeah, what are some of the themes that are tackled? Uh, Those sorts of things.
2: Yeah, I think Mazen, this play is about a brother and a sister. Mm
1: -hmm.
2: Sister and a brother. Hmm.
1: The
2: order is interesting. (laughs) Um, Yeah, and how they go... through or live as fish kind of out of waters that they are used to, mm-hmm. they grew up overseas. Um, but coming back here in Malaysia, rural, kind of Penang, mainland, um, how do they yeah, have their formative years in this situation while they grew up mostly overseas? Um, They have to deal with language, they have to deal with um, culture, a lot of cultural clashes come about and it all set in this very insular, close-knit setting of home, school, home and school, school and home, home and school, like that's, you know, in this very tight, Beaker, incubation, you know, of hormones, of, of clashing ideas, ideologies. Um, yeah, I like to call it like a... And we're so, because we are staging in Kongsi, right? It's, you know, in, the, in times in school, at that time, high school, yeah, it's a lot of like sweaty, icky, confusingness. Yeah, I think uh, that's a nice way to put it. You look, you think back now, it's a very... <laughs> fuzzy, icky memory, right? Sometimes mm. our, some parts of our high school lives. And yeah, if you really concentrate on just that, you know, um, so I think that's why you will see Maz and Eddie go through. Okay. Yeah, uh, transplanted in a new situation, having to yeah have their formative years grow and adjust in that place.
0: Also in the play are um, Rokia and Hisham. Uh, Rokia is played by Mia Sabrina Madir, and Hisham is played by Nabil Nabil Zakaria, who was also in Come Home and Eat. Yeah. Hisham is the cool guy,
1: <laughs> okay,
0: but, uh, who is super conservative, uh, doesn't speak English very well, really kind of that that trope, that Malay man trope, um, and he and Masna don't get along very well. And Rokia is best friend. Uh, but yeah, Hisham and Eddie developed a friendship throughout the play, which mm, doesn't... Which, yeah, things happen. Uh. <laughs> okay.
2: Foils, right? A lot of foils. A yeah. Lot of, um, yeah, clashes in beliefs, ideologies, uh, clashes in ways of life, I think. You will definitely notice it in this play. Mm-hmm. Yeah, over and over again, I think, how... How similar and dissimilar we we, we are, we can get, uh, how enmeshed we are into one another, uh, we can get in in that formative years of, you know, like brothers and sisters, friends and lovers and, you know, um, so a lot of um, mixed, confused feelings there, yeah, so we're trying to shed light on that, Mm -hmm. (laughs) I think this piece tries to.
1: Those lovely teenage years. Yeah, sorry for, uh, yes, sorry, oh, Farah. <laughs> lovely teenage years. Uh, so Rokia,
0: so this play is set in Kalabatas in Penang. Mm-hmm. It's written in Northern Malayan English, which is kind of an interesting, because we usually hear Manglish, but we don't really hear um, English with other kind of dialects. Uh, but Rokia is the only person who is from Salaya. So she is a, a new girl who comes to school here. Yeah.
1: Okay all right and again you know using that concept of the memory play right so is it sort of constructed in a non linear sort of plot or is it quite uh, is it presented in a, okay so non linear as well okay uh i think oh. it's quite linear it's, it's quite linear it's uh,
0: the last few weeks of school and okay.
1: Okay, all right. So, um, you know, you've got uh, you've got a great uh, cast. You've also got quite the creative team with you guys, right? I mean, talk to me a little bit about how you guys are staging this. So, yes, you know, Kongsi KL, so anything can happen there. How is it going for you guys there?
2: Yeah, we're very fortunate to receive some seed funding from Kakiseni and from HiO. O. Um, so that leaves us to play, right? Um, yeah, so Kongsi KL is... Uh, warehouse-turned-art space yeah, on Old Klang Road. It's a fantastic art space. I've seen lots of dance performance. I've I performed a f- few pieces there myself. Uh, the Klang River Festival, for example, last year, I think happened at yeah. Kong CKL. It was, uh, yeah, it's a real experimental space. Uh, I and it, I don't it. know, I just chose what theatre performance can be in KL you know taking places that nobody wants to use anymore and turning them into real um places where we can commune once again you know um so yeah uh taking that spirit of kongsi into this piece was quite similar right we wanted to um yeah use the space as much as we can a lot of our set and our props comes from the space inspired by the space i'm always uh, directing the uh, actors to. Uh, involve the space; its width and its, you know, largeness and size. And I don't think many people do full-length plays there. And I and I, I understand why. I understand why it's not the most conventional. But being again Shakespeare fanatic, <laughs> right? Um, yeah, I think theater in the lounge streets in the bright sun with people coming in and out. I think actors have done and can do and still do, and people still want to watch, right? Mm-hmm. So yeah, Kong KL is a very um experimental, sweaty, challenging space and for a challenging, sweaty, icky play that involves, you know, very complex things. I think it's a nice uh, marriage between space and uh, peace. So I think, yeah, um, audiences, if they're coming, yeah, should expect, yeah, you're you're coming into a warehouse, uh, a a space that was once a thing, now converted into a theatre space. Um, Mm -hmm. it's, It's got its own memories, it's got its own architecture. Let's see how we can... You know, meld these two things together. Mm-hmm.
1: And Farah, is, the, is this your first time sort of performing in a space like that? You know, putting on a full, a full length theatre production in uh, yeah, in a space like Kongsi. It is, huh?
0: Yes, it is. It is the yeah. It is my first time working um, doing a full length play. I, Jen and I also do improv together, and we're kind of used to doing improv in odd spaces like train stations. And uh, yeah back of a thing or uh, so we're kind of used to to doing improv there but doing a full-length play i think it's a it's another kind of beast but i'm really enjoying working at kongsi it's a really special space where like we sometimes rehearse and then there's like dance rehearsals going on at the same time nice. and it's a very cool thing but i was wondering J, if you want to talk a bit about brian and, and man's work on the play
2: of course yeah um, our design team we have brian chang and yusman mukta so yeah, they've been, um, they've been, you know, really looking at the space, and going, oh, this is, this is going, this is new, this is new. <laughs> um, this has not, you know. Uh, so I worked Brian and Yusman quite a few times. Uh, they are brilliant uh, designers, from costume to sound. I'm relying on them. Um, so. Yeah, I think the marriage of the space, that is really something with the three of us have always been trying to rack our brains. Do we occlude? What do we want to include? What do we want to show? Not show? What lights do we have here? Do we leave all or do we you know, hide some? Um, so yeah, there's a lot of um, design choices that come out of necessity, that come out of um trying to integrate the space with the play Mm -hmm. so i think audiences hopefully when they come watch they will see that um rough integration that um that we did not try to transform or change too much what kongsi is as you know as it is our home for this time um yeah trying to integrate what kongsi gives us yeah
1: Okay. And just sort of going to the title of the of the play, right? So mixtape from um, Maz. Is there a lot of music? Will we be encountering some some music as well or just sort of, oh, yeah? Oh,
2: yes, for sure, for sure. Yeah. Music, the radio, this mixtapeness, right? This was a time of, yeah, radio boom, uh, MTV boom, right? Like uh, I remember this time that was all I was really watching, mostly listening to what was the latest hit, was the, you know, uh, yeah, um, so the relationship to music is, I mean, it's in the title, so it's something we definitely have to give homage to, play with, uh, we will be yeah providing sound, sound effects, sound cues. Actors will be performing them. Uh, we will hopefully hear some radio. We, we found some interesting found sounds from radios back in the day. You know these ads. Oh my goodness! Wow, these brands that don't exist anymore. These products that you know no one hears about anymore. Yeah, I I hope to bring that a little bit to the audience. Sure. Also, oh,
0: that, I mean, that's very specific memory. Ah. People of a certain age have of waiting by the radio so that you can record the song you like Before that song, so you can record it. And it's a very specific memory, and that's what happens in the play. That's what happens in the first scene of the play. Oh
1: dear! Yeah, that
2: makes that that the sense that yeah, you want to make your own from this universe of sounds. You know, nowadays you just have I have Spotify. I can just mm. press whatever song whenever, twenty But back then, right? We were like, so one specific example, Rick D's and the Weekly Top 40. Like when, how long, how when was that, right? That yes. (laughs) So that is definitely, hopefully, one specific thing I yeah can. Ooh, yeah bring back for the audience
1: okay clearly this speaks to my I, I'm, I'm definitely the same age group guys because yeah all of this speaks to me as well waiting by the radio I'm gonna out myself on air there was something called the Juliet collection volumes 1 to 10 on oh, cassettes okay. on cassettes guys exactly oh, the, yeah, the, the horror yeah, that's right. yeah. mm-hmm, I'm good. sure there's, some, there's somewhere they still exist somewhere in my house I'll never get rid of them but yes it spoke to a particular time right waiting at the radio and the silly DJ is cutting in which is why I told yeah. myself never speak over your guests. Oh the song. Don't oh, speak the song. song. Exactly, exactly. So I totally understand. So guys, it sounds like an amazing play and I think um it will give people a lot to think about as well, right? Uh, about memory, about reality, the blurring of the two, I suppose as well, right? Those are things. Um so it's happening very soon. Uh it's coming up just next week actually. Uh, 27th of May until the 3rd of June. Uh, and I believe there's no show on the 29th. Uh show times are 8:30 p.m. and I think 3 p.m. on the weekends. And uh, as you mentioned, the languages uh, it will be English. English and Bahasa Melayu and the play is 90 minutes long with a 15 minute intermission. Tickets are priced at 55 ringgit and are available at cloudjoy.com. Would you like to leave our listeners with the last message on why they should come?
2: I think they should come to, yeah, if those of you who, those audience members out there looking for new stories, who enjoy live performance, uh, who want to see what else of theatre is out there in KL. Who are into um, experimental spaces and work? I think this is for you. So come take a come take a listen, yeah.
0: So, also,
1: I like music. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. Well, thank you so much, uh, both of you, for joining me today. Uh, I've been speaking to Farah Rani. She is in, she's an actor. She's also a producer from Pompone Productions and Tungjit Yang, director of Mixtape for Maz. Uh, if you miss any part of our conversation today, you can always search for the podcast at bfm.my slash front-row or you can find it on the BFM app. This has been Front Row on The Bigger Picture, BFM 89.9.